Hello, listener. Do you like scary movies? What's your favorite scary movie? Well, Jay and Mike like scary movies, too. You should go and subscribe to their podcast. We watched a movie. Because if you don't, I'll gut you like a... Well, I think you get the idea. Enjoy yourselves while you still can. Hey guys, welcome back to We Watch Movie. I am Mike. This is three videos of the original, and they're all they all were all filmed probably like a year apart from each other. But they are three videos of Jay and I going through three of the original Halloween comic books. They are comic book walkthroughs. So I put them all in one big podcast for you guys to listen to. If you want to check out the videos, you can too. There's some visuals to go along with it and whatnot, but uh, hopefully the audio fluctuations not too much here and you guys can enjoy this. And if you would, if you're listening to this right now, if you would rate us on whatever podcast you listen on, that helps us a bunch. And uh, we love your fucking faces. I hope you guys enjoy this. Buttholes. Hey guys, welcome back to We Watch Movie. I'm Mike. I'm Jay. And we decided, you know what? There's a bunch of Halloween comic books out there. Helen comic books out there that have some new, original, crazy-ass stories that we've never talked about before. So we're going to go comic book by comic book, starting Ooh. with Chaos Comics. Back in 2000, they released Halloween number one, collector's item classic. So break out your Dakota ring and get your nerdy underwear on. We're going to get geeky with you right now. Shit. Digs deeper into the movies than you've ever seen someone dig into the Charmin roll. Ooh. I don't know what I'm talking that's about. That's diarrhea. I don't know what to do. If you're digging into the Charmin roll on the toilet, then you really had a bad experience. <laughs> Look, Halloween's an amazing franchise. It, it, it's so fucking great, man. You've got all these movies. Shit tons of movies, and you've got novels, and you have comic books, and, and some of these comic books are really, really interesting. Doesn't it blow you your mind, though? That it blows they make, me. It blows you hard. Someone's going to blow me? Assemble your crew. It blows your mind, because the fact is, it's so, uh, like, genuinely one of the coolest franchises ever, yeah. Michael Myers and Halloween, that it transcends film, and it goes to books, yeah. novelizations, and comic books. And the comic books are so good, and they're so well-written, and they're so fun that they actually add to the lore of Michael Myers. And we're going to start with this one, and we're going to do an episode of these for each one of the Halloween comic books until we've done them all. <laughs> Fuck! We're going to get all up in that with no glove. No loop. Spread it on! So, so it starts out, and you've got Tommy Doyle, which, as I see it as Paul Rudd, Halloween 6, Tommy Doyle. There's a version of Halloween. A Jericho uh, Tommy version Doyle of him, yeah. yes. He doesn't exactly look like Paul Rudd's Tommy Doyle, but that's just the way I see him in my mind. So Tommy Doyle is calling Smith's Grove about Dr. Loomis's old records. He wants to get Dr. Loomis's old records about what happened while Dr. Loomis was Michael Myers' psychologist in the early days. And why wouldn't you want to get those? Because you can sell a lot of books. And he looks like Walking Phoenix during The Gladiator. And he's talking to a Mr. Cyphers, which is obviously a play on Charles Cyphers from the Halloween series. But when he shows up to pick up the documents, Mr. Cyphers runs into to Michael Myers of all people. And you've got this great backlog as Michael Myers is raising the knife to kill him. You see Loomis's voice in the background and it's saying, the six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and that's going on in the, the backdrop. Dice. Michael devil's Myers eyes. pulls his head back and kills him and the best part is, is when he goes, the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes 
the comic book goes right into Michael's face, and you can see those black eyes. So Michael kills Cyphers, but as he kills him, he he's he's looking at this file and he sees pictures of his dead sister. Mm. And then the comic book takes you takes you back to seventy eight, and it shows the original events where yeah. Michael's looking at his sister who bangs the dude upstairs, and he comes like, "Call you later," and he runs down the steps and run out, runs out the I house. Better. Michael Myers is hiding behind the door after killing Cyphers, and he's going to take out Tommy too. But a security guard shows up, and he's like, "Hey, get the fuck out of here, Lonnie! Get your ass away from there!" The guard eventually lets him leave with the notes and when the door shuts you got this cool moment where Michael's standing behind in the shadows he emerges out and you see the body of Dr. Cypher you know, goddamn pinwheel to the door and Michael just looking at it. It looks like Beavis just choked on some nachos. Like, <laughs> yeah, you wonder though, like, didn't they feel like the fucking, like, the door was heavier than normal? Like, is this motherfucker steel? Because, like, if, if, Michael if, has if, the head tilt though. Uh, I know, but it's a wooden door and you, if there's a body attached to it and you open the door up, you're like, damn, this door is fucking heavy. And if you flapped it, you, you, you bitch, it's a comic book. Something would be like, <laughs> you're like, oh, something's on the other side. So we go to Tommy Doyle's house. Haddonfield three hours later and Tommy's he he's, he's sitting in his he's a writer he's sitting in his room with his with his coffee and with his Jack Daniels and he's reading through the files this reminds me of H6 yeah and it's like right the obsessive stuff and it's right before Halloween night that he's doing all this and he's reading through the files and and Dr. Loomis says I'll never forget my first session with Michael they were right it seemed there was nothing left of the boy he goes through his whole thing about where Loomis was trying to talk the uh, the guy who ran Smith's girl Dr. Carpenter I, John Carpenter, I think that was a homage. And he's trying to tell him, like, look, we need to do something special with this kid. He, he shouldn't be here. And Dr. Carpenter's like, no, fuck that. He's a patient here. Go whatever. I think it's really interesting to focus on, like, the attitude that Dr. Loomis had in the beginning of the comic book versus how it ends later on in yeah. the comic book. Because what you get is that Loomis did care about Michael. Dr. Loomis was was saying to him, I can help this kid. But this environment is not conducive to an environment that I can actually do my job as a psychologist and reach Michael. Because basically what you're saying is that this traumatic night that happened in 1978, uh, he's nothing more than a killer. And you're going to throw him into a juvie hole, basically, inside uh, Smith's Grove with other killers that are unredeemable. And so... He's fighting for Michael in this instance by saying that uh, he's just a kid. He's a six-year-old kid. He didn't know what he was doing, and we need a different environment to reach him. And Dr. Carpenter is like, well, you're a dumbass. He resigns himself to be like, well, I got to work with what I got to got. Yeah. I got a got. I got a got. Uh, I got to work with what I have to work with, and 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 we go from there. So they put him in this home with these other boys, and and one of the kids also killed his sister mm-hmm. in his trouble. One of the kids is like an obsessive eater. He's like a big fat kid that they call Donut, who just obsessively eats. Another one of the kids is he obsessed does. with religion and the Bible, and is constantly being creepy and quoting the Bible. And another kid is just a straight psychopath who reminds me of the guy who looks like Philip Rivers in uh, Friday the Thirteenth Five, mm-hmm. when he's just like chopping the wood and he's just crazy. He is a little bit, yeah. But they put Michael in this home with all these other boys and they start fucking with him, obviously. But when they start fucking with Michael, Michael retaliates and these kids end up dying in horrendous ways. This is a tie into the novel the original novel that was written for Halloween way back in the day, and that and that novel when they talked about Hall- when they talked about Loomis and Myers and how he was trying to care for him, uh, they do a lot of the same stuff there. Whereas when someone would mess with Michael, 
or even if they didn't, they would end up dying in mysterious ways. And even though Michael could never have the deaths pinned to him, even if he wasn't in the same room, whenever someone would say something snarky to Michael, like, hey, bitch, you ate my Snickers bar. What? That kid would end up dead. It felt like more of an omen. You know, like the omen movie? Like, Michael is touched by an evil force that we can't explain. Well, the first kid, he he, he rips his eye out using a cramp. And like, then... That and, motherfucker was magenta. <laughs> another kid, another, the kid who talks about the Bible so much, ends up committing suicide by choking on his own tongue. You see, in my opinion, the slow... Uh, maddening realization of Dr. Loomis when he accepts the fact that Michael is purely evil. He is the devil. There is something about him that you can't explain away with uh, science and I can't uh, psychoanalyze him and figure out what's wrong with him except for one part, which is interesting, when he does give Michael a sheet of paper and asks him to draw what he feels, and he draws a picture of his mother, his father, and him standing over the corpse of his dead sister. Michael holding the knife. Yeah, so that leads Loomis to believe that this is not he's insane. He consciously knew what he was doing, but that was the only time that Michael ever responded to any kind of treatment because Michael, you know, Loomis got drunk. No, because Loomis couldn't get him to respond anymore after that. One kid, uh, someone's actually nice to Michael, one of the orderlies, on Michael's birthday, brings him a cake. But then the kid who's obsessed with eating takes a piece of the cake and just starts eating it. And they're like, fucking stop, donut, stop, what are you doing? Yeah. That kid that night went to shower and the water got extremely hot. And, and he, yeah, he was burned to death in the shower, died. Even though Michael wasn't there, they kind of knew. Same thing happened when dumbass Dr. Carpenter, now this ties directly back into the novel, dumbass Dr. Dr. Carpenter doesn't believe Michael has anything to do with all this shit. So he decides to have a Halloween dance. And they actually have Michael at the dance dressed in the same clown outfit that he killed his fucking sister in. And this one girl's like, haha, you stand over there, you fucking weirdo. Next thing you know, that girl's bobbing apples, the lights go out, when the lights come back on, the girl's dead. Balls in love, and at some point later on, you you do think, well, the way the comic book is explaining it, that, you know, she's like, well, Michael's not your obsession anymore, I am. So he has this, this uh, I guess, revelation to himself that, you know what, I, I can leave this case file behind. I can leave. I can go and, and, and enjoy my life and have a new meaning with this woman. This girl dies. The girl is stalked by a shadow, and you don't see what the shadow is. You just see a tall figure, and it looks like Michael's, like, it looks like Michael Myers, like the, the, the mask and everything. It looks like Michael, and I don't know if it was just a fucking force or, or, or what, or like future things to come, like a Darth Vader thing, like this is Anakin Skywalker when he was like a little boy on Tatooine, and like this is like the future and it's killing you, I don't know. But it throws her off the fucking roof, right? And then Loomis finds the body. With her head twisted all the way back around. And, and, and completely fucked up. Why didn't someone tell me my ass was so big? And then he he dedicates his life at that point. He says, there is no escaping Michael Myers. Yeah. I, but I'm not going to help Michael Myers. He was like, my, my job is not to help him, but it's become a guardian between him 
him and the rest of the world. Loomis decides that my job, my sole purpose here on this earth is to stop Michael from hurting anybody else. So I'm going to make sure he goes to whatever security he needs to go to, that he never does this again, and I'm going to dedicate my whole life to it, which is an interesting insight into how Loomis becomes so obsessed with Michael. And again, you're looking at all this through Tommy Doyle reading Loomis's case files. So meanwhile, on the outskirts of all this is Tommy Doyle sitting there with his coffee, with his whiskey, and even says he's like a writer's diet, whiskey and coffee. He's reading all this, and he's, he's getting a nice introspect to, into Dr. Loomis's psyche about why he's so crazy about Michael Myers. Well, I, I want to read one thing. There's a little... I think it's so... It encapsulates Dr. Loomis in such a way, and it, it, it's done so well. It, it was like I knew... It was like I knew then that Michael was my destiny. I ceased to be his caretaker and vowed to be the gatekeeper, to keep him locked away, but how do you contain evil? It needs to die! It died, Michael! But yeah, it has to die! But- Tommy Doyle looks at his watch when he's pouring his, his whiskey and his coffee, and he's like, it's Halloween. Next thing you know, fucking Michael shows up. Well, Michael's been stalking through the comic, too. Right, but Michael shows up, and Tommy Doyle says, Wait, you're dead. I killed you myself. He pulls out a gun. He shoots Michael several times. Michael Myers does not stop. He's in his house an hour in present time. Michael Myers backhands the shit out of him. Knocks him across the room. Next thing you know, Tommy Doyle doesn't give up, though, because he's seen some shit. He takes the bottle of whiskey, bangs it against Michael Myers' face, then hits him with the fucking chair. He ghost rider, that motherfucker. Then he takes his lighter, throws in Michael Myers' face, sets him on fire. So Michael Myers is getting fucked up. And good for you, Tommy Doyle. Then he knocks him out of the window while all this is going on. But of course, when Tommy Doyle looks over the window ledge, Michael Myers is gone. Then Tommy Doyle has the, the, the dialogue where he says, you son of a bitch, wherever you are, I'm going to find you and finally kill you. And that's a great, that's a great ending. End. You know what? And honestly, if that was a, if you ever made a movie, I mean, obviously it'd be expanded more than that, but if you made a movie that was a prequel prequel or kind of like a weird in-between prequel. You wouldn't do like a Damien Omen thing? I'd be fine with it. I'd be like, dude, yes, give me that. Then again, don't give me that because I also don't want to know that much. I I see so many people and I'm with you. I'm fucking with you. I would love to see Halloween be able to take off and do like a a sequel to Halloween 6 or a sequel to Halloween 8 or jump in different timelines in the franchise Mm -hmm. and do sequels. I think that would be fucking fascinating. Yeah. The situation that we're in right now, though, dictates that that can never happen because of box office. The general public would be too confused as to where we are in the storyline. Netflix. Netflix. Mm-hmm. What you do is you take this story right here and you make you make each comic book a season, right? This could be this this comic book can be an entire season. You could do what they did with uh, uh, Norman Bates with Bates Hotel. Mm-hmm. With that, be, you could tell, the first season could be this. It could start out with Tommy Doyle. He could be reading the files. Several of the episodes could be him going through the files. You could have Mike Flanagan direct it, put all that shit together. You could tell the dark story of Michael Myers when he's under uh, Dr. Loomis' supervision, the slow descent of Dr. Loomis. And the end of the first season could be the end of this comic book where as he's writing it, Michael Myers shows up. And then you don't know what's going to happen in season two. I think if, if ever Michael Myers is going to go to TV... These comic books are the perfect conduit for that to happen. I think that would be fucking amazing. I agree with you. I, I think I would be down for a Netflix series or an HBO series. I think it would work really well on TV. It's fucking a great read. Yeah. We're going to review all those motherfuckers. We're going to do it all. 
What do you guys think about all the stuff we brought up today? We love your fucking faces. And if you're new to the channel, click that subscribe button and get some goddamn wham opinion. Um, Halloween Horror Month 2021. We're continuing a series that we did like two years ago. The Halloween comic book time. series. It's been a while. Uh, the Halloween comics number God, those one. those are slow bastards of the Halloween company. They are. Chaos Comics number one. We did that. I'm going to put the link down below. If you want to know what happened up to this point, we're going to continue the story tonight. That link is going to be right down below for you guys to see it. But Halloween number two, Chaos Comics, it picks up where the last comic book left off, right? It's Paul Rudd, basically. Mm -hmm. Paul Rudd's Tommy Doyle has been searching for Michael Myers. He finally finds Loomis's diaries. And then he fights Michael Myers. Michael Myers goes flying out the window on fire. Tommy Doyle walks over and goes, Oh, yes, Loomis's diaries. Yeah. But first, I've got to find Michael. And then that's where dramatic. the comic kicks off from. And then you have a cut in the comic book to... Uh, I don't remember the next Richie Castle. Richie Castle, yes. Okay, Richie so fucking I took Castle. me a second uh, because you know you have the little thought blurbs that happen, and he's like, "I remember the day that I met the boogeyman or whatever." So I think that Tommy's talking in the comic book. It was actually not. It's Richie. It's the one of the bullies that pushed down Tommy. Is like he's gonna get you. He's gonna get you. Or th that guy. Uh, he pulls up to the Myers house, and his whole intention is he's gonna burn it the fuck down. He gonna burn. Because it's going to make you a small country wiener. And they're like, it's yeah. better than yours. It is. It's so much better. And there there could be boys out there in the milkshakes. <laughs> but uh, he's going to burn it down to make himself feel better. It's a projection. But it doesn't go as planned. No. Mike, go ahead and not walk him through. That fucking Richie Castle, who again was one of the kids who knocked down um, Tommy. Tommy in, in the original film. He was a fucking dick. He's hanging out with Lonnie, hanging out with Elam. <sighs> Fucking hanging out with some bad crews here. Fucking losers. One of these kids. Scabies. Richie Castle knew when Michael Myers fucking grabbed him. He said, "You fucking son of a bitch." I might have just cut my my. my you didn't. But I you might be bleeding did. out of my elbow right now from that. You um, You're bleeding out of your hand. Okay. But Richie Castle knew. He said that fucking guy. He's bad news. Richie mm -hmm. Castle's life's gone to shit, as you said. He goes to the Myers house. He says, "I'm gonna burn this motherfucker." And then I said, you better not. Better not. You better not, Joe John. Richie Castle says, I'm going to burn down the Myers house. My life sucks. I'm going to burn down this fucking house. Burn it down, bro. <laughs> he goes to burn it down. Burn a desky. He goes to burn down that fucking house, right? And all of a sudden, the comic book fades out to the outside of the house. And you see, bam, bam, bam. And you're like, fucking what happened? Here's what happened. Sheriff Brackett was in the house waiting on Michael to return. Sheriff Brackett saw Richie Castle, and he, he thought he was Michael, so he shot him. So Sheriff Brackett kills Richie Castle. He kills him. And then he says, oh, I, I done fucked up. I like, I like how Sheriff Brackett is uh, portrayed in the comic book, because it was pretty much like Loomis in Halloween 2. Kind of. When he was like, when Ben Tramer, he was like, shut up! Sheriff Brackett's burying this body, because he's like, I done fucked up and killed Richie. Yeah, the, the sheriff, the former sheriff of yeah. Haddonfield, yeah. is taking this motherfucker to bury him. And how many fucking ties out, this, this very, and this is way, obviously, way before Halloween Kills, but there's a lot of ties to Halloween Kills in this. Number one, the way Michael looks. 
where he was on fire a little mm-hmm. bit. His mask is kind of burnt well, up. He's bur- when he's jumping out the window, for yeah, sure. He, yeah, he, he was set on fire in the last comic book. He's kind of looking burnt up and fucking crispy. Now we're, we're tailing back to old characters, like the Lonnie's, the Elam's, stuff like that. And then Tommy comes out like Rick Astley in a fucking Rick Roll video. <laughs> and he's like, what are you doing? I know rules. I really, I didn't like that scene in the comic book. You know like, the rules. He, and so do I. He follows him, and he's like, what should I do? What do you call it? He's like, who's there? He's like, well, I should do something. He's like, police, drop it. When he shines a, a, a flashlight in Brackett's eyes, yeah. and Brackett's like, like, fuck off. You ain't no goddamn police, man. Take that damn thing off. <laughs> and then what? Brackett spills all the beans. Mm-hmm. And, and Tommy goes, at some point, Tommy goes, how do you know all this? And Brackett goes, I'm a fucking detective. All right, this is my fucking uh, yeah, job. It's very tough. I'm supposed to learn. Yeah. But Brackett, basically, he goes back through the original Halloween novel, which we did uh, an entire uh, breakdown of. But he goes back basically through the, the original Halloween novel with the druids, uh, how all that shit panned out, and how the firstborn child and the Myers but family, it, but, familial line was always going to be yeah. fucked up. But it is cool that they illustrate it. And they do. And here's the coolest part about the whole thing. When Brackett's explaining this, he says something that we've never learned about the entire Halloween franchise. He says, Michael Myers was Has born. No wiener. Oh. <laughs> I thought he had no wiener. Michael Myers was born at 11.57 p.m. The night... Before Halloween, but declared dead. Here's the kicker: stillborn. He was yeah. stillborn. Michael Myers came to life on Halloween night at like 12:07 a.m. Mm. on Halloween night. Which, by the way, this is this does not tie into the fiction of the the the, but it's cool uh, the movies. Yeah, because Michael Myers, Michael Audrey Myers, was never born on Halloween. Well, you know what? But he was in this comic book. I loved it because they talk about the curse of Sam Hain. And the fact that the the Myers family had been at that point peaceful up to to the particular night that Michael Myers was born, yeah, and that and it he, was like a super yeah, fucking yeah, this motherfucker was baby. super sentai without any underwear on. Like he came out of the evil with his ding dong hanging, and he was like, "I'm ready to kill." But the yeah. fact that he was dead, so it was an empty vessel because the Myers children, the boys of the Myers uh, family line, were always cursed. So Sam Hain had been waiting for a long fucking time to put his dick in that fucking soul, and he got it. Yeah. And then when, when Michael breathed the first breath, it was Sam Hain. Yeah. And I loved how... Sawan. 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 But I loved how the comic explained it, that the druidic cult had... After Michael's born, and they had these moments... Very little. Uh, Brackett's talking about Michael had a very uninteresting childhood up to the point before he killed Judith... That he sang in the choir, he wasn't uh, like an exceptional student or anything like that. But they, but the druidic cult watched him because they knew. I love how he said that Sam Hain was going to unleash his wrath because it had been so fucking long. You know that Sam Hain, the spirit of Sam Hain, was like waiting around for fifty years. He's like, motherfucker, I'm going to kill your sister. What's going to be my and time? I'm going to kill your goddamn town. What's going to be my time? So, but here's the kicker, and this is where it gets kind of. <laughs> fucked up, dude. Kick me that filter. God gets fucked up, dude. Yeah, you do, Rachel. Uh, Tommy says, well, I heard that Mr. Myers, Michael's dad, was a, maybe abusive. Mm-hmm. Maybe abusive. But he, he does say not sexual. He does, but he kind of, he leans into it a little bit because he says, Sheriff Brackett says, in this comic book, he says, well, there was rumors that, that Mr. Myers was physically abusive. He was like, maybe sexual. No, he didn't. Yeah, I think he said, he's like, maybe no, he said he was not sexual. Okay, well, either way. Agreed. Because, I mean, he's not going to be but like what uh, he, Freddy Krueger. What he did say, though, was that Mr. Myers um, was abusive in some form or mm-hmm. fashion. And he said that, that Judith 
and Michael always had a very strange bond. Yeah. And he said maybe Michael was jealous. And that's why Michael did what he did. You wanted to fuck your own sister? There is a tiny little fucking hiccup in this comic book that says that basically maybe Judith was because of the sexual... Because she was a nympho. Sexual tension. He says she was a nympho. Maybe there was this weird sexual relationship with her and her little brother. And maybe he was jealous because remember the night he kills Judith? Yeah. That dude pops up there and is like, see you later. He stabbed her a lot. Yeah. She was naked. It was right after she slept with another guy. They hint, they hint that maybe Judith and Michael had an incestual relationship, and that's why Michael or, did what or, he did, which is or that he at crazy. Least, or at least he was obsessed with her in that, yeah. in that unhealthy way. I would have been like this. Wild and crazy kids. If I were Dr. Loomis, the first thing I see, you went to the element. Here's a fun fact. You met out with your own sister. <laughs> you disgusting piece of shit. Could have happened. But you know, know. who knows? But there. you know, but it is interesting uh, in the fact they go there. They don't. Yeah, they do. But they don't go there in the way that, um, like, what they're. Tr- I, I think almost what they're trying to say in the chaos uh, comic book uh, story is that Michael maybe had an unhealthy obsession, almost like Norman Bates. With his sister, Norman Bates had an unhealthy obsession with his mother. Not that Judith wanted to fuck him, and not that his dad sexually assaulted him. But I feel like, but they point out that Judith was a nympho. She was a nympho, but maybe he saw that while he was younger, and it might have influenced him. But the point being is that you decide. There was like a yeah, like Jonathan Frakes in fact or fiction, (laughs) fact or fiction. You decide. Uh, But yeah, I, I, I feel like I feel like if you want to look into it like that, like maybe. Uh, Michael was a little bit nasty, and and he was like, I kind of want to touch my sister's booby. Michael Myers, are you nasty? I know it's trick or treat, motherfucker, <laughs> and I gotta give her a treat, but not a trick. Either way, but I can't give her a treat because my wiener's too small. So wild, I'm gonna give her a trick. I'm gonna stab her titties. It, it, but it's here's a wild the thing: goddamn thought, bro. It, 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 well, they they explain it out there like that. But yeah, I, I also like the fact that moving on from when Brackett's talking about the history of Michael and, and the connections, goddamn with, Foot Clan shows up. <laughs> yeah, they do. And then Leonardo says, "I can't fight him." Uh, but no, the the uh, the Druidic cult shows up from age six, and who's fucking leading him? That goddamn old bitch Blankenship. That mother. She's still alive. Delicious cookies. Terrible personality. And she's saying, "Do you know what Halloween is?" Yeah, we get candy. Yes, well, we also dress up. But she is the main leader at this point because um, what's his name from Halloween Six is dead. And Loomis is dead, who was supposed to take over. So they gave it to Blankenship. This bitch is like the chief of staff. <laughs> After everybody, the fucking goldfish. No, actually, she's not. She's like the senator from Utah. That after everybody else died in the White House and worked their way down, she got uh, selected to be the leader. Yeah. It's like, well, she's the last one. But it's pretty interesting to see Blankenship there because Tommy knows who she is. Brackett knows who she is. So they kidnap these two fuckers and they're like, you know what? We're going to hold you for a sacrifice, sons of bitch. And then one dude's like, nah, <laughs> I don't want another sacrifice on my record, dog. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to set y'all free. But right about the time he sets him free, Michael shows up and he's like, y'all don't Fuck with me for the last time. And Michael kills the priest, kills all these motherfuckers. Some good scenes. Some good scenes. Good scene. Kills them all. And then <laughs> it, it's basically back to square goddamn one, right? It's basically Well, there's back one to good scene, one. though, where, where uh, I think it's uh, Brackett that takes a lantern and smashes it into his face. Let me ask you what happened. Catches though. it on fire. What happened, though? 
Because, like, okay, so Tommy's fighting Michael, and he's like, Bracket, help! Bracket smashes the lantern on Michael, and then someone has a fire extinguisher. And then the next thing you know... Did they? Yeah, yeah, there's a fire extinguisher, and then the next thing you know, Michael's covered in blue. Like, he's got... Was that that ice from the fire extinguisher? What was happening? He was... He was, uh... When you got that glow, your body knows. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, all of a sudden, boom, three months later, Tommy Doyle arrested for uh, murder and arson. Yeah, well, but here's the thing. The reason why is because Brackett gets stabbed. 13 reasons why. Yeah, 13. I mean, this is on 14 now. But uh, Brackett gets stabbed by Michael, and oh, yeah, uh, Tommy down. understands that at this point, He's fucked if they find him with a dead sheriff. And unfortunately, Brackett dies, so he gets, like, charged with all this shit. He gets charged with the arson, the fucking murder. Drinking, smoking, snorting. He did all of it, and he's like, I know you're still out there, and I'm going to get out of here in some way or some fashion. I'm going to hire Dog the Bounty Hunter to collect (laughs) evidence, and I'm going to get out of here, and then then I'm going to hunt you down. In scene. The comic book's over with. i got to be honest with you. Uh, the comic's a little corny, but I love it. I love I love comic books anyway. Not as good as the first one. No, it's not. But it's still it's still a fun comic, yeah. and I love reading about Michael in in a in a comic book uh, fashion. I think yeah. it's cool as fuck, and, and definitely the story and the mythology lends itself to the comic uh, ideas. Like I mean, they can do all sorts of stories with Michael yeah. Myers. And you know what's fun, dude? It was actually written in part by Richie, the the kid who played Richie. Mickey Blondes, mm. who played Richie in the original Halloween, helped write this. Well, he needs to stay in his truck and drink his beer. But I will say this about the the, about the comic book: uh, I think that if it were you know revised a little bit, if it was you know given over to some really skilled writers, not that the people in the comic book weren't skilled, uh, but you know as far as like writers that can adapt it to screen, I think this would be a really good. Not even movie, but just uh, an offset uh, of a TV series on HBO. This is why we need a Halloween TV series. Pick up after H6 and let's go fucking nuts. And you know what? And that makes sense, too, because now you can have Halloween, uh, you know, Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills. That timeline can still go on in the theatrical sense. But now us hardcore fans that want to see the Thorn, the Cult of Thorn thing kind of develop a little bit more. That's Good. it. HBO, Netflix, man, I, they're calling you. I say they're, pick up your phone. Start an HBO or Netflix series. Start it from the origin of Michael and then take it episode by episode, six, seven seasons, all the way through the Cult yeah. of Thorn storyline and tie all that shit together and get fucking crazy with the stick, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And that's exactly what I want to see because yeah. I think that, I, like, we're us old school fans, okay, I'm talking to you, Deborah and Johnny that are watching – us old school fans, and Mike included, want to see that goddamn story unfold. I want to see the Thorn story I know. unfold. I want a guest appearance by Paul Rudd, Thorn. just so he can move his eyebrows. I want to know. Shut the fuck up, Casey and JoJo. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I really, I really think Don't that. Don't you ever say another unkind word about more Stan the Thumbs? <laughs> I really want to. I really would like to see that explored more, and I think that the television series on HBO or, or cinema, whatever, whatever platform that they can get it on, uh, yeah. it would be amazing. Yeah, watch that shit. Watch that video down below. Subscribe so you get the next goddamn video. More Halloween comic book walkthroughs coming Halloween. up soon. How fucking ween kills coming up soon. Ooh. We'll be here for all of it. We love your fucking faces. If you're new to the channel, click that goddamn th- oh, that 2021 motherfuckers. Fucking way of opinion. Woo!
Ric Flair without the rape. Woo! Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Aren't you fucking nerds? Line up. Who wants a piece of the gray bush? Bringing you another comic book <laughs> review, Halloween 3. We watched the movie. Halloween Horror Month continues. Comic book walkthrough! Mike. Chaos Comics. Jay, ready to begin and get your cat spayed. We're ready Let's to talk believe about it. you. That's right, we are. Yeah, so <clears throat> we have a series. Uh, the first one was like two years ago, and then we just did one last week, and then people were like, are you going to wait another six years through the next one? Yes. No, Jimmy. Now that, now that you not. said that, it's going to be eight. No, we're just <laughs> thankful that you guys give a shit. Yeah. But, uh, so we're going to continue. We're going to do all that, the Halloween comic books. It's Halloween Horror Month. It's what we do, and if you're not ready... If you're not ready, I don't know where I was going with that, but definitely click the it's subscribe what you button do after high school. and the bell because all month long we have crazy amounts of cool Halloween shit. If you're a Halloween fan, this is where you want to subscribe. Trust me, Jim, you're going to like the way I feel inside of you. I <laughs> you guarantee know what, it. You know what? I always imagine that parents around the world probably show their young children that are impressionable videos of ours. And like, now, if you don't go to school and don't drink. If you, if you if you go to if you don't go to school and drink, you're gonna wind up like those two assholes in Kentucky. That happened. To and us. you know what? It's a good teaching moment. When, That's true. When we were children, we were in a video store. We were pulling down each other's <laughs> pants true. and smacking <laughs> each other in the face. And some some mom with her kid was like, "Now, honey, if you don't listen to me, you're talent like those boys." And we we're like, "Yeah, probably." Like, What's wrong with touching another man's butt, my friend? <laughs> it's fine. And then we sat out on the hood of my neon Dodge Neon 2000 and listened to How Bizarre, How, How Bizarre. bizarre. It was, it was a great memory. It was a great memory. Captain Kangaroo. Whatever. Halloween Chaos Comics. Did you mind your fucking three. business about Holly? I'm going to put the two links to the previous videos below so you can keep up with us. Uh, it's a Halloween comic book that takes place in the world of the Cult of Thorn, all that crazy shit. Dr. Wynn, you're back, you son of a bitch. It takes liberties with all this crazy fun shit. If you're a Halloween Cult of Thorn fan, you're going to love it. So this one starts out. It picks up at the end of the last comic book. Tommy... Uh, Paul Rudd's character in Halloween 6, basically. But Tommy Doyle has uh, basically been framed uh, for the murder I of... was framed! <laughs> reminds me of Back to the Future the war too. man! I was framed! <laughs> he was framed basically for the murder of Sheriff Brackett because they were in there, they were escaping the occult of Thorn. Uh, Michael Myers killed Sheriff Brackett and he left. Tommy lay in there. The church was on fire. Tommy Doyle got charged with arson and with murder. Sounds like Alabama circa 1965. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go to the Circle K in Alabama. But this one starts out, Tommy wakes up. He has a bad dream about all that was happening with Tommy, or with, uh, with uh, hey, Lori, mm -hmm. when he was a kid. He has a bad dream That's about it. a pretty it. cool moment, though. It's a pretty cool. The way they laid it out, and they do it in comic book form, they kind of give you a recap of Halloween, the first movie. Yeah. And it was pretty cool to see it from that perspective and the way the artists like, rendered it. It was pretty neat. Man, Lori's butt looked really good. Dude, I liked how, I, dude, that's, that's that was what like, I noticed, too. When I was perfect. reading it, because I know I'm supposed what? to read, I, I'm supposed to be reading the talk bubbles, mm. but I was just looking at that great ass and that great crack. I'm mm. like, God damn, the shadows look great. It's very voluptuous. And I'm like, I never noticed that in the film because I think they gave her a little bit more of a badunka dunk in the comic book, but it looked fire. So it reminds me of when you were a kid reading X-Men like Rogue you know and what? Like all that. Dude, oh my lord almighty. God, I don't it's know. Hard to Listen, watch. That's Wait. why we both had hair on our hands growing up. But it's <laughs> weird it, like it, it, in that particular scene Pornhub. I understand that there's a lot of things going on. You know, Obviously it's a great recap and it's really cool but I've seen the fucking movie. I'm looking at that ass. <laughs> so he wakes up there. He has this bad dream and then he goes. He's talking to himself and he's like <laughs> 
I know that that you're not actually dead, Michael, even though everybody thinks Lori killed you, because this comic book, you find out, takes place after H2O. That's pretty cool. So in this comic book, and they kind of run you through the whole thing, while... Uh, while I keep wanting to call him Paul Rudd. While Tommy Doyle was in jail for all this, H2O takes place somewhere else. And on the radio, they come on and they're like, hey, uh, Lori Strode is missing. We found the charred remains of what we believe is Michael Myers. That bitch was running a a, a fucking prep school and her name was Carrie Tate. Carrie Tate. That liar. (laughs) Lying idiot. That's a great Xbox username if you're looking for one. Carrie Tate. That or Chip Douglas. That would be. Cable guy. It's but, like, don't do Carrie Tate because we're like, oh, you like to cut off your brother's head? <laughs> when you get in a fight with somebody on Xbox Live, I, I bet you like to cut off your brother's head. But Lori's on the run. Michael's assumed dead. Tommy Doyle knows that he's not. And then all of a sudden, at his jail cell, Dr. Wynn, of all people, Colt of Thorn, mm-hmm. uh, got a date with her with the municipal court system. Uh, Dr. Wynn shows up with a dude, and they're like, hey, we're about to stage your suicide. We're going to do a strangulation, uh, a ritual for the Cult of Thorn, and we're going to say it was a suicide. So get ready for the thunder and action, Jackson. You're going to die. Tommy's like, nope. No. I'm going to kick your attendant in the balls. I said, don't do it. And I'm going to get away scot-free. Don't do it. For some, for some reason, he escapes a maximum security prison for the criminally That's insane bad. and he gets out. By and just then, kicking a dude And the then nuts. they have a quick little flash while he's running through the forest or the, the lawn. He's driving out of the... Uh, yeah, and it uh, looks like the 1978 Halloween and he sees Michael in the flash of lightning. He's like, I knew it. I was like, you're crazy. <laughs> You've had too much... Ritalin. But <laughs> he just drives away. He's like, I knew you weren't dead. Yeah, he was like, yeah, like, <laughs> by the way, Dr. Wynn, in that scene, the way that he walks in, we're looking at it right here on the screen. He looks very much like Terrence Stamp. And he's like, he does. finally, we will go to Houston and Rue. <laughs> and finally, <we> to Rue. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's holding his head out like this. He's talking to the attendant. And he's saying, like, you need to inject him with this poison so we can strangle him and sacrifice him to the thorn gods. But he's like, <laughs> but I know that somewhere in the think bubbles, he's like, we will go to Houston. <laughs> Come to me, son of Jarrell. Kneel before Zod. <laughs> <laughs> and when Tommy drives out, that's what he says right there. And by the way, this makes no sense at all because this takes two years. This takes place two years after the pre- yeah. previous comment. Full head of hair. In this comic book, they made uh, Tommy Doyle look exactly like Loomis. He's all of a sudden completely bald and psycho-eyed looking. So that's a weird thing. But he says as he drives through the gate of the crazies, he sees Michael stand there in the rain. He goes, I knew it. Don't you ever die, you <laughs> bastard. Yeah, he- you pedantic. Bastard. He looks like the dude from Dexter. He's like, surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> surprise, motherfucker. He looks like Tyrone from YouTube. <laughs> but yeah, um, and then you also get uh, you get um, caught up with Lindsay. Lindsay Wallace. The other one that survived that horrible night with the sexy butt of Jamie Lee Curtis. And uh, she's pretty much a reporter now. She's all, you know, she's talking about her life after Halloween. She comes back to Halloween now, or she comes back to Haddonfield and is exploring the town. It's pretty interesting, um... What they do mention in the comic book is that uh, Halloween is not as celebrated as it once was, as it should be, in the town of Haddonfield. And actually, kids go like 30 or 40 miles away. Russellville, I believe. Russellville, yes. Russellville. Named after uh, Russell Westbrook. A uh, wonderful basketball player and a great lover. But Russellville, they go to Russellville and they do their trick-or-treating because they feel it's Checked safe. about myself. Not a drip. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but yeah, I think that's a pretty cool. Uh, you know what? I actually wouldn't mind that a little bit more in the Halloween films. The fact that uh, Halloween is outlawed in the town and it's very looked it's looked upon as very like uh, shittily if you celebrate it. So they have to go almost like Footloose. Let's dance! Like, you know, in Footloose, they have to go out of the town to dance because of what happened, the tragedy. So I feel like, hey, if they did it in Footloose, you could do it in Haddonfield. Look, a guy butchered people multiple times. Yeah. So, 
But it leaves. It's cool because when shit starts to go down in Haddonfield, it's a ghost town. So, yeah. uh, and, and we'll get to that. But basically, what happens is Tommy shows up uh, to Lindsay Wallace's house, and she's heard all the reports on the radio because Doctor Wynn reported that that Tommy killed the orderly that that they had tried to kill him. It's a lot, and he escaped, and he dug up the bodies of of Annie. Of you nasty. Bob, you nasty of, dog. You nasty <laughs> several dog. of Michael's victims, they're like, yeah, he dug up the bodies and he killed the orderlies and he's on the run. So Lindsay believes this. So when Tommy shows up at her house, she's like, I don't believe you. And he's like, I swear I didn't do it. And then he proves it to her, yada, yada, yada. There's a quick flashback to Loomis here, which is really cool. I do like that. They do them really well. And I'll just read this to you because it's cool. Uh, it says, November 13th, 1970, I received an unexpected call from a woman named Hattie Bartok. She says she knows things about Michael Myers she wants to tell me. And when he's talking to her, she's like, come quickly. Hey, let's do the you Okay, do, I'll do her. You do the woman. It's like, honey. Come quickly. Six shouts from the storm, Dr. Loomis. Are you a man of God? I'm a man of science. Unfortunate. Your eyes are closed to what exists outside of your rational world. Michael is one of those things. What do you mean? You are blind to the truth. You, you smell like crack. Halloween is a night when the curtain between the living and the dead is the thinnest. The night when true evil walks the earth. She's <laughs> like Mary Poppins with constipation. <laughs> <laughs> the wearing of masks to ward off evil spirits. Cigarette drag. Mm. Or to become someone else. It's a powerful form of I feel magic. like one was to be like one. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. magic can be used for good or for evil. And she goes on and yada, yada, yada. No, keep going. Uh, she says, Michael was born on November 1st, known in some cultures as the Day of the Dead. Quotes. I was the <laughs> midwife who helped deliver the Myers children, all three of them. No. Michael was born on Halloween. The th- and there were only two of Myers children, Judith and Michael. You're wrong. There was another. No, I don't think so. Michael's body may have entered the world that night, but his soul did not. He was still born. But that soul, that black-hearted soul, did arrive. As night became day, the day of the dead, he was officially pronounced alive. Why are you going? Your accent is changing And the curse was fulfilled. (laughs) (laughs) Sean Connery's butt. Uh, uh, yeah, and it also says see Halloween three oh. uh, for the or Halloween two for the blackest eyes for details. Yeah, they I basically tell the same story they told cool. the last one where Myers is born, but he's still born, and then seven minutes later he's born on Halloween. But I do like the flashback sequence with Loomis. I think it was cool. It shows Loomis doing the investigation work, the, in, the investigative legwork that you didn't really get to see uh, when Loomis had Myers in in custody. I guess when he was treating him. This was 1970 when this scene takes place. So he was going out and looking and figuring out what Michael was, and he was going to anybody that knew Michael. I like the idea that, and I'm not talking to that bullshit Malcolm McDowell. I'm trying to sell books, bitch, from Halloween 2. This isn't green tea. Was, yeah, I read that book. It was a masterpiece. <laughs> uh, but I'm not talking about that. Blow that jazz. It was terrible. I'm talking about the actual Dr. Lewis that we know and love, the Donald Pleasance version, going out and doing the legwork. And this is why, and I, I think it was one of the, why he knew Michael was pure evil because of all the investigative work that he had done while treating Michael and realizing that Michael was not human. Yeah, and that comes into play later as well. But while Tommy is talking to Lindsay Wallace and he's trying to get her to believe that he's that he just escaped uh, and, and didn't murder anybody, they discover they go upstairs and they discover that Sims, Annie Brackett, and Linda Vanderpool, <laughs> their bodies, and it's a badass scene. Look at Tommy; cool. he's like, "We've got to get out now." Then he now. goes, "He goes." <laughs> it's like ah. It reminds me of uh, Lubis's get out meow. Uh, <laughs> the, the way that he's getting chased down by Michael. Michael uh, stabs him. He's like ah. 
<laughs> but they discover these. And this, it's a badass looking yeah, scene because cool. Michael dug up these bodies and their skeletons, and he places them in their bed in this really fucked up way. When Tommy and Lindsay discover this, he's like, "We gotta get out now!" And then Michael pops up. He stabs Tommy in the shoulder. The next thing you know, he chases. If you look Lindsay. at that scene right there, that little panel. It looks like he's trying to stab her in the butt. <laughs> Come on, he's get like, it. "I'm gonna put it right in your crack." Come to sweet Henrietta, <laughs> and I'm gonna throw it at you. He throws her ass down. I do steps. like that. Look at the look at the scene. Yeah, we're we're looking at it. If you guys uh, want to watch along, it's fine. But Michael coming down the steps, that artistry looks great. Yeah, it does. It, it looks like a cool T-shirt. I don't love his mask in this comic book. I think it looks no, kind of weird. Just, it's very exaggerated. But there's kind of a reason for that. Yeah. So they do this whole scene. Lindsay runs away from very him. much like uh, when. Uh, Lori Strode was running away. Yeah, and she's trying to escape, and she's trying to find help, but the whole town of Haddonfield's empty. It's a ghost town because everybody runs away during Halloween because of all the shit that's been she's going She's like, oh, God, I'm running toward Lampkin Lane, which would lead me right to the Myers house. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was like Power Rangers. It's like Grinch Brothers. She's like, oh, my God, this is the house I've been trying to escape for 23 years. I guess I'll go inside. Yeah, and then all of a sudden in the backyard, ah, after 10,000 years, I'm free. Rita, Time to conquer <laughs> yeah, is that corny? But she goes, like, how would you not know you're going towards the Myers house? You live there. This is where shit, and we're getting towards the end of the comic book now. This is where shit gets fucking wackadoo, Tony Soprano style. She goes up and she decides, like a dumbass, to sit at Judith's makeup table. And she's like, Michael fucking pops out. And she's like, both your sisters are dead, Michael. You fucking Stupid. killed them both. You killed Lori and you killed Judith. Killed and everyone. now you got no more sisters. And guess what? Now you're not going to get any Christmas presents. Michael grabs her by the face and just fucking, he just, he just fucking face slams her to that goddamn you know what, table. You don't remind like, me don't of... Don't tell me about business, devil woman. <laughs> what remind me of is uh, in that scene in... It almost felt like they were copying it in Friday the 13th when mm-hmm. she pretends to be Jason's mom yeah. to stop the monster. She pretends for a second and he's like, oh, that's my mama. That ain't my That's mama. not your sweater. She not the girl. Uh, but they, but there is one scene I do like it uh, when she's pretending to be Judith I guess and she's brushing her hair which I don't know. And But they kind of zoom in in the, in the comic book panel and you see... Michael's eye it, it's like this glint it almost looks like a skull like light up in his fucking eye and she stabs his eye too she yeah. stabs Michael and, right in the fucking eye it was, like, it was one of those things like yeah bitch I fell for Halloween 5 when that bitch took my mask off it ain't gonna happen again <laughs> and I had a ponytail then <laughs> but he does uh, they take. They fight she stabs him in the eye They Tommy shows up shoots him a couple times they take the mask off and you will not believe this Mm-mm. I got a car I want to sell you you will not believe uh. this they take the mask off, and you know who Michael Myers is? Who? It's Laurie fucking Strode. God damn it. Laurie Strode is Michael Myers. Why what? would you do it? What are you doing, Steven? Oh, my God. Stop. This Actually, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the visage of Tommy in this, in the little panel, is exactly what I was when I was like, what oh. the fuck? <laughs> I was like, and it was, and she got stabbed in the eye, and now, and, and it's... She looked like Sinead O'Connor when at <laughs> SNL when she when she burned the picture of the Pope. <laughs> she they made and, Tommy look like fucking and, and Shaka and she, Smart. And she's pulling the the, the the piece of glass out of her and she's going, oh. I was like, go back to teaching, Carrie. Shit, you've lost your mind. <laughs> I'm going to you soon. This is when you know this is what Josh Hartnett was warning you about. You drink too much. <laughs> <laughs> so they struggle. She she tackles uh, Tommy. They go flying out of the window, and then four weeks later, you go back to the sanitarium. Lori's sitting there with a fucking eye patch on. 
the doctor is talking. You can talking. see her hoo-ha. Oh, yeah, you can. It's kind of weird that you can see her. They just put lines on her vagina. Yeah, uh, Josh Hardy would not be, appreciate that very much. But they're Tell talking me, yeah. to her, and they're like, hey, look, they, they, they give this backstory, and the doctor's like, look, here's what happened, all right? Uh, Lori is Michael's sister, and they both from come from a line, not of evil, not of evil, but they come from a line of, of alcoholism, and of incest. incest, of all this fucking So we know shit. that Michael's family's from West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> and they've been fucking their family members. Uh, the wonderful world of whites and that's, comes full circle. <laughs> that's why it all happened, all right? That's why it all happened. So, uh, By the way, I'm not talking about white people. There's a, there's a family called the wonderful world and of whites, if you trace and back, Mike is fucking related to I'm, those assholes. I am in a, in a, in a, like a, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, you are. That's why Mike likes moonshine and whiskey. I'm related to those people, so I've done well for myself. Yes, you have. Um, I've I've, I've overcome the odds. It's like, I have a home. It ain't mobile. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I got a few places. I got a few places I stick my head. (laughs) But when they're telling her this, they're like, you fart? No, it's a chair. It's a chair. Uh, When when they're telling her this, they're like, no, it's not that he's evil. And she's wondering, she's like, I don't know. Loomis said he was fucking evil. Lindsay's thinking to herself, like, Loomis said he was evil. I read the diaries. Tommy said he was evil. I don't know if I believe all this familial Rob Zombie bullshit. Yeah, I didn't like that. And then all of a sudden they show Lori's face and she's staring there with her fucking weird fucking cut and then you see Dr. Wynn watching so Dr. Wynn is controlling the strings and, and he's having these people tell Lindsay that there's no evil shit going on here so he can run his fucking cult and that's where the thing ends. Yeah I feel like this was it, well and then the jack o with the smoke oh, pretty Michael's mask. It's pretty cool. Oh I didn't notice that. Yeah, <laughs> oh you play I like to play a lot uh, yeah because uh, I think I'll just have a sugar packet or two. Uh, yeah but here's the thing. Uh, this is like what Rob Zombie wanted to do, and, but it's actually presented in a better way in the comic yeah. book form because they actually got Jamie Lee Curtis as far as like the the like the likeness of her, and they can draw her and put her in the Harry story. Tate. Show some respect, yeah, yeah. Uh, but also, as I was reading it and I got to that part, I'm like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> I got mad as fuck because let me tell you something. It's fine that it's in a comic book, but if this was ever no. real life. I would throw a tomato at the movie screen. You have smoked yourself I would tart. do it because, you know, look, and then as soon as I saw that it was goddamn Laurie Strode, that's Michael Myers style, I was like, this is an alternate reality. It's not even real. This is like what happens. Like, who watches The Watcher? Nobody. <laughs> what if? That motherfucker running free. This is like Marvel. What if? Lori was the killer. <laughs> I was like, I, if I put it, because listen, but that's I, where the shit belongs, right? It's in the comic in books. In the comic books. As long as it stays there. And listen, I know a lot of people have, that, you know, there was the idea about Jamie being the killer. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that this idea floated around a, more than a few times that Lori would take over the role and maybe die in the next one as Michael Myers and then the circle of evil would be finally closed. Thank God it never happened. Thank God for the real people that, that, that control Halloween that said, no, you Don't take do it. You take your fucking butter churning ass back to the Amish country. <laughs> Don't you come in my house. Uh, but I liked it uh, as far as a comic book. Yeah. But and, and as as far as a comic book, you know, like you do Marvel What If. If this was a What If TV show, yeah. I'd watch it. And be like, that's pretty cool. It's a good time. That's to it. Fuck around. Fuck around. Fuck around and find out, mm-hmm. guys. We're gonna do all the Halloween comic books eventually. Mm-hmm. So make sure that you subscribe. No, I'm not. Click the bell. This you won't. I'm not. If this is because if this is a sequel to this, fuck that shit. I don't know if there's a sequel to this or not. I haven't googled she needs that. She to put part. pants on. I don't know if there's another one in this she series. She looks like Chevy Timbers, Long John Silver. There's <laughs> multiple Halloween series comic books that tell different stories. We're gonna do them all right fucking here. Get some marbles going. Click the subscribe <laughs> button. We'll have your fucking faces. We'll see. You next time. Bye, guys. Oh, don't hit it. I'm not going to do don't that. Don't touch my special yeah, deals. I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it because I need to put my wiener in your butt. Tell me your fucking bank card number. I had a sister named Judith.
She had sex with this kid. It all ended awkwardly quick. You know, I stabbed her in the tits. I know it probably wasn't cool of me, but I just went crazy. You see, my middle name is Audrey. Michael Audrey, my.